0: Hi, I'm Dan from Desert Island Dicks. Today I'm joined by comedian Josh Jones and if you're not familiar with his work already he's well worth looking up because he's very good at his job in that he's bloody funny. This episode was recorded a few weeks ago before the second lockdown started but uh, I'm not really sure that makes that much difference. I mean for me everything has blurred into itself so much these days I can't really remember what happened when. But if you're feeling similarly lost and vague then it might just distract you for a bit and that's surely worth something these days right? If you enjoy the show then please subscribe and then you'll get every episode downloaded automatically to your phone or listening device including our companion podcast Compact Dicks where you the listener get to tell us your worst people and things and while you're doing that you can even leave us a review and a rating that would be lovely. All right I think that's everything so here's Desert Island Dicks with Josh Jones. Hi, I'm Dan Benedictus and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst people and worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they're a dick is up to our guest, and here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is comedian Josh Jones. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good, are you? Yeah, not bad, thank you, not bad. I mean, it's pissing down and we're facing... Further lockdown, but I mean, you know, that's what we all thought would happen. So, Are,
1: are you in London?
0: Yeah, I'm in London, yeah.
1: Well, because I'm in Manchester and it's not raining here, so that must be the first time it's not raining here.
0: Well, you're welcome. The first
1: win for us.
0: Nice, cool. So uh, we're about to go through the worst people and things in your mind to be stuck with on a desert island. How, how did you find the process of choosing him?
1: Um, quite difficult, because I remember years ago I made like a pack. To be less bitchy and try to be nice to people, so I try not to have like negative thoughts. Obviously, you still do, and then um, with like food and stuff, I've, I I can't think of anything like I really dislike. I've got quite mm. an accepting palate, so. I don't know I found it quite hard but I've got them I've got my people good
0: okay lovely well I mean it might just be I mean as you say you're a positive person maybe this is just a little sort of safety valve of like a controlled release of of anger yeah and then you'll be all right for the next 10 years or
1: so well it was quite nice because I was like who do I really not like and then I was like and then I kind of got into it it's like yeah that guy's a fucking dick <laughs> I'm not going to, because I was going to, like, obviously most of it was, like, politicians or whatever. So I'm trying to Mm. stay away from that and try and do, like, less obvious, more random ones.
0: Okay, lovely. Well, let's dive straight in. Tell us who's going to join you on the island. Who's going to be your first dick?
1: Right, the first one is Jason Derulo.
0: Okay, Jason Derulo, (laughs) nice.
1: I can't fucking stand him. (laughs) I really don't like him at all.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. What is it about him in particular?
1: Right, so he dances, he's a talented, he can sing and dance, but he dances in every music video and it's like, we get it, you can dance. So <laughs> even, even if it's like a ballad, he'll be doing like breakdancing sort of moves. It's like, what are you doing, you dickhead? It doesn't go with the song. and He pulls his top up at every opportunity, just showing his like six pack. And mm. he just really fancies himself and I, I honestly hate him. And I don't understand why people like, like him. I was thinking today, like, who are his fans? Does he actually have, like, a massive fan base? And he's the 11th most listened to person on Spotify this month. Wow, that's huge. Like, so it's ne- nearly 50 million um, views every month on Spotify. That's insane, that's so many i can't I can't get over that that means there's like fifty million people with just terrible taste, yeah, 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 that's uh,
0: oh man there's the showing the six pack thing has always bothered me, and it's just like a staple kind of r and b move, isn't it? It's almost like, oh, I'm feeling this song so much, I've just gotta like grab my top and pull it up, and like I know that like in the whole genre, no one's scared of showing a bit of flesh in r and b. But at least, I suppose, if you're a woman, you can wear something low-cut or high-cut or whatever with a bloke to actually just pull it up. It just seems yeah. a bit... You know, just take your top off or something.
1: Yeah, or have one of those sequins where it's like a video, but it's like rain, so the, your top sticks to your Yeah, hand. make
0: it look that... like it was a vague accident, even though yeah, you had yeah. to call the water truck in to make it rain. Yeah. You
1: know? <laughs> well, um, no, the way he does it, I just, it's just, I find it really cringey. It's like, I don't know, it feels like very Christian sort of like, and it's like a very lot like happy children friendly Chris Brown. Do you know, I mean? <laughs> yeah. Chris Brown, like, obviously what he did to Rihanna was terrible, but I thought his music was actually all right. And I thought him himself was very, like, attractive and he was a good dancer and he was, like, really talented. And it feels like you've got Jason Derulo who's just kind of copied it but done it in a very cheesy carny way and he really Mm. fancies himself someone
0: once showed me a thing on youtube of like a sort of five minute edit of just him singing his own
1: name repeatedly like he just does it in every Uh, single appearance ever Every song it starts with Jason Derulo because his sound is unoriginal. He has to tell everyone who's singing every time he opens his fucking mouth.
0: That's such a weird thing to do though,
1: isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like... he, he really is the biggest narcissist because like, every music video is just like dancing and then like pulling his top up, but in, in the slow parts and I hate him specifically because, <laughs> you know, um, Little Mick. Mm. they have a song called the secret love song and the song like the lyrics is kind of like um it's about not being able to go out in public with the person that you're with and it's Mm. supposed to be written about um like a secret gay relationship so like a person in a relationship with someone who's closeted Mm. and that's what they've said the song about but they put jason derulo on a verse and he started singing about a girl and then the his bit was about having an affair and he's like you can't compare having an affair to a gay relationship what a dickhead so he'd be on it but he'd actually be Obviously, there's politicians and stuff, but apart from that, I think he'd be the worst person for me Mm. to be in a room with, well, be on your island with.
0: Well, I I think that having anyone sort of that squeaky clean in R&B, they're not going to pull their weight because they're going to be annoyed about breaking a nail or like getting their outfit dirty or something. I just can't imagine them getting stuck in and grafting.
1: Yeah, he's just going to be on the beach looking at his reflection in the sea.
0: Yeah, yeah. That little mix thing as well, it just feels like they kind of said, right, here's the idea of the song. We've got this nice concept for a song. And he was like, I've got a verse about cheating on someone. And they're like, yeah, Jason, that's not really a thing. We're paying you all this money. And he's gone, well, do you want it or not? Because I've, I've, I've got it. I mean, someone else wrote it, but I mean, you, you know,
1: and it's just, it feels so lazy as well. Yeah, it, it doesn't fit into the song and it's a ballad and he's dancing in it again. <laughs> so he's like, it's like a really... A, a ballad with quite a powerful message and he's mm. there like doing flips and stuff he's like what you go who would let this idiot on set <laughs> he is he's, he's insane i hate him fair enough well i know very
0: little about him but from your description i'm on your side i mean it sounds unbearable and i just i just think it's going to be like yeah just vanity and narcissism and it's like the last thing you want when you're all trying to get along and make the best out of a situation
1: yeah and i just I'm just shocked how many people, the 11th most listened to person this month.
0: I can't believe that. I mean, there's like the Beatles are on Spotify and stuff. It's like... Queen. Yeah. Everything. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that's bizarre. Oh man, that's the state of our world today, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
1: well, who's going to be joining him with you? Right. So the second person is... Is actually com- completely different reason. It's because I-, I love them so much that if they don't like meet my expectations, I wouldn't be able to handle it.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And so the second person is Julia Roberts.
0: Right. Okay.
1: But I'm such a big fan, <laughs> and I think she's the most gorgeous creature that's ever lived. I think she's absolutely stunning. <laughs> um so I wouldn't even be able to look her in the eyes without just crying every day (laughs) um so yeah I'm just obsessed with her I imagine
0: like for you to love her that much as well it must be it'd be quite upsetting to see her in that situation even though you should really be upset for all of you collectively yeah
1: yeah seeing her without like a makeup team and seeing her without like you know she's not got PR to tell her what to say she could be a (laughs) bitch but from in interviews, she's really good at him so i like i don't know again just seeing her like with mud on her face it'd be really sad mm-hmm. it'd be hard to watch i don't think i'd be able to get through it
0: <laughs> yeah i mean because it's weird isn't it like someone like jason derulo would be quite um I don't know, quite enjoyable seeing him with mud on his face, you know, when he's so squeaky clean the rest of the time. But I sort of get what you mean. There's a purity to Julia Roberts.
1: Yeah, that, well, that's a good thing. I didn't really think about that. Having Jason Derulo on, the positive of being stuck on the island with him is actually watching him suffer. <laughs> that yeah. would be good. Yeah, I wouldn't want that um, with Julia Roberts. And I'd be scared that Julia and Jason got on. Mm. And I wouldn't really fit in with them.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, I'm going to be careful with what I say because I don't want to um, upset you. You know, obviously you're very fond of her, so I don't want to say anything mean. But I would imagine that even if she's very nice, having lived that sort of Hollywood lifestyle for a while, I imagine she has like very specific dietary requirements. And if you're like her <laughs> biggest fan and you're trying to keep her alive, but with very specific instructions, it's going to be quite demanding for you and it's going to be quite a hard position
1: to be in. I think she's really down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> I do. She has chickens. She has pet chickens. Okay. So, like, obviously, she's just. I think she's very normal. I don't know. I, I like <laughs> this. Yeah, this is the thing. This is why I wouldn't want to be on an island with her because of what you said. I don't know anything like like I've just imagined her to be the most polite, best person that's mm. ever lived. And that smile, oh god! Every time she smiles, I just break down. <laughs> she has the best smile ever, and uh, like. Me and my dad never argue, but the only time we've ever had an argument in the last couple of years is when he said, when I said that Julia Roberts was the most attractive woman that's ever lived, and he says she's not that fit, and I absolutely lost my rag. I was like, are you fucking crazy? She's got the best jawline ever. And then he was like, that's not really what straight men are looking for, but i i just think a jar is is insane you could cut wood with it it's so sharp like (laughs) the sexiest woman have you ever seen mystic pizza
0: i haven't no no
1: so it's earlier julia roberts when she's working in a pizza shop well what an actual film you couldn't really write a better film to be honest (laughs) and like in that she's just stunning Mm. do you know what i'm quite enjoying
0: like I, I do a lot of these and sometimes I feel overwhelmed by all the negativity. I think, what am I putting out into the world? It's quite nice to have like a bit of just like real positivity on here for a change. I know that we can't do that all the time because, you know, the, the premise of the show. But I'm finding this is quite nice, you know, when we're recording, it's the end of a day. And I'm feeling quite good now about your love for Julia Roberts. It's making yeah. me quite happy. Do you have a favourite Julia Roberts film? Um, do you know what? I suppose I think. See, I don't like Richard Curtis films, but I do think that um, Notting Hill is is quite good. I quite like that.
1: What a classic! That's so I suppose good.
0: I'd go for that one. I don't. I'm really bad at watching films. Like I haven't seen most films. I'm like terrible for some reason. But um, so I probably haven't seen many of her films. But I'd say that so I think she, and she is very likable. You know. Yeah,
1: she's really good when you've like. La- if it's a Sunday and you've got like, you just can't be asked doing anything and you just want films that and not like, this is what I like about it. None of the films that she in, you really have to think about. They're all quite like, you know, easy script. They just make you feel good. And you go through an IMDB page and then yeah, just pick about four films mm. and you'd just feel good all day.
0: <laughs> I think the thing with with uh, you and your relationship to her, though, like obviously you're stuck on the island. You've got time to talk about everything. So you might as well, you know, you're going to get to know each other really well, but you'd still have this barrier of like, well, I mean, you've got nothing else to do but ask you about yourself and find out. But you would still have this sort of like awkward, like, oh, I've got sort of. I could almost ask you anything I've ever wanted to, but also I need to be respectful of your boundaries. And I mean, that would just, it'd be such a difficult position.
1: Yeah, it, it'd be, I wouldn't, I really wouldn't know what to say to her because, do you know the actress, Saran Jones?
0: Hang on, let me, let me look her up. But you, you tell me, tell me about her.
1: No. Right. So she's probably one of Britain's greatest actresses, to be honest. She's from Manchester. She she went to my college. We just read stars at Oldham College. But um she was in Coronation Street and then she was in a, like an ITV cop drama where it's two female detectives like set in Manchester called Scott and Baylor. It's my game of thrones. It's <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen. And she's in that. And I remember years ago, um, for a couple of weeks, I was working as, do you know, one of those charity muggers in the street mm. who was to the charity? And when you do that, you just get told to fuck off, like, all the time. So you're just kind of, like, dead behind the eyes. And I turned around just randomly to start speaking to the next person, and it was Saran Jones, and she was stood there with a Selfridges bag, and I just froze in the street. I, like, froze. <laughs> looked at me and just went <laughs> and then just walked off and i was still just stood there froze and then i'd like just left i just left work and then went into <laughs> the Andale center into the toilets and i cried in a cubicle for about 15 minutes <laughs> and that was just saran jones so if i met julia roberts i wouldn't be able to take it <laughs>
0: oh man i feel i feel uh i mean you know i don't relish the prospect of any of our guests being stuck in an island with with a bunch of people they hate but i mean this is almost worse now picturing you with julia roberts you know i'm like i really feel for you there
1: yeah just add fumble it'd mm. be too it'd be worse than jason in many ways
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: And then I suppose, yeah, if
0: they started getting on, you know, you'd feel bad. And like if they didn't get on, you'd feel sort of protective of her and kind of even more resentful towards Jason Derulo. So, yeah, you can't
1: win. No, I I wouldn't. It's honestly, it's a nightmare.
0: (laughs) Okay, who's going to be your third choice then?
1: So the third choice is, again, someone I love. Um but it's my brother Sam okay he would be the wor- one of the worst people to be stuck on the island with because he's five years older than me mm. and he thinks he can do everything that I can do but he actually can't do anything nearly as good as me <laughs> but he gets like really competitive about well everything and um yeah so if I'll be trying to like make Like, I don't know, what do you make when you're stuck on an island, like a bed or whatever? And he'll turn it into a competition. And I'm 27 and he's 32. And even now when I see him, he starts like toy wrestling, but he'd be anywhere, like in town or anything. And he'll start like jumping about and like goes back to being kids every time. And he like commentates, oh, Sam's jumping off the ropes. Oh, you just stood on my couch, you dickhead, like get down. (laughs) I feel like um, whenever we're together, it goes back to being kids and everything is completely like really, really competitive.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I think if you're going to be in a situation where you're with two people you don't know that well, one you hate, one you adore, the worst thing would be to sort of yeah, just have that brought out of you. It's like the horrible thing about family is they just they have that, you know, I get it with my mum, you know, I'm 38 and I'm still find myself going, "Oh, mum, like shut yeah. up," you know, and it's never going to go away. I, I could be 50 and be the same, you know. It's like the least flattering version of yourself as well to put in front of other people as well, I think, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and Andy would really just embarrass me in front of Julia Roberts and I wouldn't be able to have that. And but it, it'd be he, he's just so competitive like so now i do stand-up comedy he hates it because he's like i want to be a comedian so he's like oh i could be a comedian he literally thinks he can do everything i can but i'm surprised he's not just gone out and started sucking dick just to say he does it better than me <laughs> he's so competitive that every every task on the island would would just be ten times worse because mm. I'd have him in my like ear, going one, two, three, go, and everything would be a race. Yeah, I wouldn't. I know we're stranded, but you you still want to enjoy the island.
0: Yeah, you've got to make the best of it, I think. And do you? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's very competitive. You said, but do you then rise to it as well? Do you find it difficult not to sort of rise to his challenge?
1: No, uh, no, because I know the things that he gets competitive about. I know i better than him, so I don't <laughs> need to like lower myself because he hates that i like i'm like the cook of the family mm. and my grandma taught me how to bake my own pies when i was about nine so i've been making my own short crust pastry for years he can't cook for shit but he's still like um because was saying about me going to his for christmas day and he was like oh i'll cook it and, and and i said well no it makes sense if i do and he's like no i'm a better cook now He's not, but he can't do anything. But and as well, he's dysprastic, so that won't be helpful because yeah. he's got no balance. He's failed his driving test nine times and then just gave up. <laughs> the driving instructor said turn right at the roundabout, and he did into un- come, like into traffic. <laughs> so he'd just be the worst person. I mean, he's a lot of fun when we're getting pissed. He's the one I want to sit with. Yeah, Like yeah. We do have fun, but he'd be too competitive.
0: Yeah, I mean, because it's not like when you're blowing off steam in the pub and stuff. That's a different thing. But you're not going to have that in the, on the island. You know, it's it's only going to be the sort of survival things. And and I think as well, when you're bored on the island, there's going to be lots of things where you just go, let's see who can do that the best. You know, there's lots of opportunities for, for yeah. competitiveness. So, yeah.
1: Jason Derulo will get really competitive.
0: mm. Yeah, I can imagine that.
1: Brother's never had a dance lesson, but as soon as he's seen Jason Derulo dance, he'll be like, I can dance better than you. (laughs)
0: He's
1: just delusional.
0: Well, maybe it'll it'll evolve to be that he can go off with Jason and you can have a bit of time with Julia Roberts. I mean, that would be quite good. But, I mean, given the nature of the island, I I can't imagine it's going to go that way because it is a shitty place yeah. to spend time. So, who knows? OK, well, they're, they're your people. Now, mercifully, amongst the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Unfortunately for you, it's your least favourite food and drink in the world. What are they and why are they so bad?
1: Right.
0: with my food...
1: I don't know if you're going to let me have this or if I'm going to have something else because it's like a genre, it's a type of food. Okay. So it's literally anything cooked in a slow cooker. (laughs)
0: Okay, yeah, right. I
1: can't stand slow cookers. I hate them (laughs) Um, because my mum, like when I was at my mum's house when I was younger, everything was made in the slow cooker. So Mm. we never had a solid meal. (laughs) So I hate like, it just made me hate stews and stuff like that because everything was slow cooked And they don't make any sense, slow cookers, because they say people have it, so they're like, oh, it saves time. And he's like, well, it doesn't. You just wake up half an hour earlier to prepare your food before work. So you're actually losing sleep.
0: Yeah, because you are still doing the prep. And yeah, so it doesn't make... You are still sort of cooking it, yeah.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense.
0: I've got, so, like, there was a time, I think, what, about 10 years ago, there was a real thing of everyone getting Sloka, because I seem yeah. to remember, and we got one, obviously, and it's in the cupboard now, obviously, never used, um, but I remember once thinking, like, just before I went to bed, I was like, oh, I'm really skint. Oh, I don't want to buy lunch. I'll, I'll, I'll make some food. But we didn't have anything just easy to make. You know, couldn't even make a sandwich. And I was like, right, I'll make a slow-cooked stew overnight. Then I can wake up in the morning, take it to work. I'm a fucking genius. But it was really yeah. unsettling because I'd wake up in the night and I could smell, like, dinner cooking. And it's yeah. it, it throws your body clock off. You're like, I shouldn't smell this now Do you know what I mean? Like, this is sleepy time. And then to wake up in the middle of the night and and it smells like your dinner's about ready, it's it's really, like, disconcerting. And I think it really put me off it for a long time.
1: Yeah, honestly, that's the smell of my childhood. (laughs) Every meal my mum made was a slow cooker meal. Mm. That's why, like, now I love cooking because my mum cook for shit. (laughs) So now I just, like, love, like, actual food.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the thing is with them as well, like normally if you're making a stew you know in real time like you're tasting it as you go and checking on it whereas with a slow cooker like by the time you taste it like well I haven't had time to tweak it or do anything and catch it in time so it's always a bit shitter than it would be if you just made a stew yeah
1: you're literally just throwing stuff into a bucket and leaving (laughs) it for eight hours that's all you're doing it's just ridiculous
0: yeah yeah and I suppose on the island as well it's like they lend themselves well i'm sure there'll be people out there goes oh no you can make all sorts of stuff in a slow cooker but it lends itself to kind of like hearty stews and soups and things like that doesn't it so like yeah that's the last thing you want to be dealing with in an island i think
1: yeah i don't want yeah and as well because when i think of it i just think of everything was like casserole or yes stews and i'm guessing it's a hot island Mm. Yeah, it's,
0: it's just got the potential to just become so school dinnersy, you know, it's like everything's soft. Everything's a bit, you know, the meat can go all stringy and it's just it's not really what you want to be doing on an island. I mean, if no. anything on an island, being able to cook something would be a bit of a distraction for a while. But, you know, just having that thing bubbling away for ages, it's not even that satisfying.
1: Yeah. And as well, like it, people have it so they can go to work and stuff in the day and just leave it. But if you're on an island, you you want to cook, so you've just got something to do. Mm,
0: yeah. And, and also knowing that the only way you can cook things is to take eight hours over it. Like if when you're hungry, like if you finally yeah. if you found some animal that you could kill and eat and then you knew that you had to wait eight hours to actually eat it. I mean, that's going to be really frustrating. Yeah, definitely. And what would you wash that down with?
1: Um, so the worst drink for me is uh Lambrina.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Because uh, I used to drink it a lot when I was a kid. Hmm and when i used to drink on the streets and there was one time when um i just threw up so much i was about 14 and i got carried home and i got grounded because of it and my nickname of my mum for ages was the lambrini kid (laughs) um i was just like it was the most drunk i've ever been like drinking behind the shops Mm. and ever since then it just knocks me sick but um I remember when I was drinking it, being sick in a bucket, and then do you remember the drag queen Dame Edna? Mm, yeah, she like she was on TV, and I was like, while I was like in and out of consciousness, could just see this drag queen with like lavender hair. I was like, <laughs> what the weirdest memory. <laughs> so I see Dame Edna, uh, Lambrini, I just I just feel a bit nauseous.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I think it's that certain. That period of drinking when you're discovering drinking and you're just like like the most pissed you can ever possibly be. It's like a new kind of pissed. You will never get to that level yeah. ever again as an adult.
1: My mates couldn't pick me up, but they dragged me like down the street while I was covered in vomit. Oh, man.
0: I've got this theory about like alcohol this thing about the size of the bottles alcohol comes in and you can tell the quality of something by that. You know, like Lambrini bottles, they're a bit too big. Yeah. Yeah, like my grandmother used to drink bot- uh, drink sherry out of these massive bottles and I was like, if it comes in a bottle that big, it's not good sherry. Do you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, as well, at Una when I went Una, people was drinking Cassina, which was like a cheap version of Lambrina.
0: Wow, poor man's Lambrini. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it's like, Lambr- Lambrini was cheap, but Cassini was like really cheap. I remember we'd drink it, like pre-drinking, people would drink it. And I could drink that, but not Lambrina. Mm. Even though it probably tastes the same, but it was more just like the actual, I don't know, just getting flashbacks of Lambrina. <laughs> but when people drank Cassini, it left um, like a, a mark around the mouth because I think it had like a copper lid. <laughs> <laughs> It was just so awful, but it was so cheap. So we'd drink a full bottle of that or like everyone would drink like... Because it's so weird when you go uni. I went back to what it was like drinking on the streets when you're like 13 Mm. and you drink dead cheap and then go out. Yeah. that's Yeah.
0: Uh, I remember um, when I was young being on like... There used to be these adverts on the buses for Lambrini and it was a picture of a man with a kind of crooked Christmas hat on and he had like lipstick all over his face and it just said Mary's had a little Lambrini and it's like all you can say about your drink is it gets women pissed quickly like that's all you've got like there's no like not even like a whiff of pretending there's any quality about it it's just
1: and also let's be honest no one over the age of 18 drinks Lambrina.
0: I don't think so no it's just like
1: it is a it is a drink that's made for childhood drinking
0: yeah, it's sort of like crap cider. It's sort of like, if you don't like this, then there's this. You know, like, before, like, loads of alcopops came along, it was like, right, what's the least disgusting way of getting alcohol inside me as a 14-year-old? You know, and that's yeah. that's where it's going. And you know, there's no one in a vineyard kind of going, oh, this, this year's harvest is delightful. The Lambrini <laughs> will be the best ever. What a vintage. Yeah, if I walked in
1: my mum's house and I opened the fridge and saw a bottle of Lambrina, I would, like run to my mum and be like what why are you having a breakdown like what's happened no 60 year old woman should be drinking this shit like you've worked all your life you paid some dues treat yourself to something better than fucking lambrina (laughs) but we Uh, used to put like ribena in it to try and make it taste cocktail yeah and they i think they did do like a flavored one
0: for Mm. a little while yeah is it one of those things like baby sham where it's not like because baby shams actually like pear cider isn't it it's perry it's not even like it looks like wine but it's not even wine i feel like lambrini no, it, might not actually be wine yeah i think it's just cat
1: piss <laughs> i don't i don't know why yeah cuz it's cuz it's it's fizzy lambrini's fizzy and very very sticky it's like this like yeah
0: too sticky like it's like more sticky than something like coke it's like, i don't know how you made it so sticky
1: yeah and it's it's basically because like you were saying like the bottle being so big because it's so wide as well mm. must be like a liter and a half and that's like a liter or, or at least a liter but you wouldn't have if someone said you want a liter of wine we used to drink Lambrini, we'd drink it dead quick and we used to do this pathetic thing as well where we would hold the bottle and then spin around while we was drinking oh yeah saying oh it gets you drunk quicker it doesn't it just makes you dizzy
0: yeah and it's like mm. if you're that age and drinking a whole bottle of lambrini it's like you don't need to get drunk quicker you're already getting yeah. drunk too quickly like yeah you've got to that point like <laughs> if anything pull it back some. You know, yeah fair enough fair enough okay now fortunately you won't be without entertainment on the island the planes entertainment system continues to work but just your luck it only has two working settings one is your least favorite film of all time and the other is your least favorite song what are they and why
1: i feel like the film's gonna get me in trouble okay uh, but it really is my worst film uh, mary poppins
0: right okay yeah
1: i can't stand it i think it's <laughs> Biggest pile of harsh shit I've ever seen. I have strong feelings about it, but I've never liked it, even as a kid.
0: Right, okay. So, you know, earlier I told you how I'd barely seen any films. I haven't seen Mary Poppins. And then people will go, oh, you'd probably really like it. It was like, I'm 38. Like, what am I going to get out of it? Like, the only thing I'd get out of it is if I had seen it and there was a vague sense of nostalgia. So I've seen bits of it, and I know the sort of, like the vague outline, but what is it about it particularly that pisses you off?
1: Well, when I was a kid, I remember, like, see, I was quite a clever kid because even um, when I was young, I figured out this country's class system Mm. and I would look at the two kids in that and be like, you spoiled, posh little cunts. Like, I hated Mm. them because he was moaning about, like, oh, the dad's working all the time. Like, the dad's working. I never saw my dad and we wasn't rich. You're, like... Your dad's working all the time, but your house is massive. Who cares if your dad's <laughs> working all the time? Look at all the toys you've got. Mm. Like, what more do you want, you spoiled little brats. <laughs> and they're walking around, like, massive house in London, filthy rich. The kids are just always complaining. Then they get this nanny who's magic, and they still manage to complain. It's like, can you not be pleased? <laughs> You're just the worst kids ever. Uh, Fucking hate
0: that film. <laughs> I think that makes total sense. Like you've got an actual magic nanny, and you're still containing. Yeah,
1: but I've hated it since I was young. Mm. I've never liked it. But I sort of,
0: I don't know. I just it, it feels like so kind of saccharine and like wholesome. It just it feels a bit sort of. I mean, like I say, I've only seen bits
1: of it, but it's just it, it's something quite cringy about it. You know, it's yeah, it's- and as well. As well, like my parents, well, this is quite bad, but like my mum didn't like really have any parental guidance on the film I was watching. I could watch whatever I wanted, really. So I was watching like horror films quite young. Mm. And um like my favorite TV show when I was a kid was Bad Girls. That came out when I was eight, and I rewatched it recently thinking. And I figured out, oh, I've started watching this when I was eight years old. And the first like episode, because it's in a women's prison, is like this woman sucking off a guard for some drugs. And it's like my mum let me watch that <laughs> and it's completely fine. And um, yeah, so I feel like a lot of childhood like kids films, it just wasn't really for me because I was watching, well, yeah. I was watching people sucking dick for drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i guess mary poppins can't really compete with that can she yeah but uh maybe maybe that was the uh the
1: spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down maybe that was maybe that was code that's why it was fire well maybe because they've done a reboot with um is it emily blunt Mm, yeah so that one could be a bit racier i don't know
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, did the world need another version of a film that most people love and other people are
1: indifferent about? <laughs> it seems a bit odd. It's just another money making Disney mm. thing in, it, in there.
0: I also have a thing where I think, you know, having a small child, as I do, I'm really wary of any film with too many annoying songs in it because they get stuck in your head. And you're going to get that on the island. You know, will be walking around. One day, Jason Derulo is like, I don't recognise that song. And he's doing like Mary Poppin songs in a Jason Derulo style.
1: Jason Derulo doing covers of Julie Andrews. That's I what's just going to happen. I myself there and then. <laughs> because like, it's it's like really bad for a gay person to say this, but I'm not the biggest Julie Andrews fan. I hate the sound of music. Mm. I hate that yeah I like Princess Diaries that's a classic
0: yeah yeah i think yeah i I think it's fair enough, and I just think you want some escapism, but that's not the right kind of escapism for you on the island, is it you don't want to sort of be have this sort of saccharine sweet kind of I don't know there's lots of moral tones to it, aren't there, about you know how to behave, and it's just not what you really want to kick back to on the on the
1: island when everything is shit around you no it'd be awful. Okay, and what would your song be? Um, do you remember the um, Black Eyed Peace song where it's going to be... Tonight's going to be uh, oh, good. Oh,
0: yeah. God. I
1: think that is the worst sound I've ever heard like, <laughs> in the world. It's horrible. And as well, I feel like every time I've heard it, I've had a bad night. It just makes me angry. Yeah, it's like... Because you've got that first little bit where it goes... Bam,
0: bam, 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 bam. bam and you're like... oh god and it's yeah if if that's playing I know I'm in the wrong place you know yeah it's like if you go to a club and they ask you like what you know they look at your shoes and you're like okay I don't want to come in anyway fuck this you know what I mean it's like a a nice signal right from the beginning that this isn't for me I should just go
1: and and as well like them saying tonight's gonna be a good night it's like them basically having to tell you like this is gonna be a good night this is a good song <laughs> yeah. like, they're like trying to- really push the fact that you are enjoying yourself. It's just like, oh, go away. I, I don't know. Like, I liked the Black Eyed Peas. Um, do you remember when they did that, Where Is The Love? Mm. Right. But then, they, yeah, when they got later on, all the songs just came. They just sounded too robotic and, like, produced, do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I think that song, though, as well, It's it's kind of got to that point where it's just around forever now like it will still be used in montages and and like and it's got to the point now where you could be at like i don't know a diamond wedding anniversary in a village hall somewhere or a church hall and that'll play in like older kind of aunties and people will like it you know what i mean it's that, that weird cross, yeah. cross... but if
1: that was playing at your wedding you deserve like a really harsh divorce <laughs> that's that terrible song
0: yeah yeah, I just it just annoys me that it's it's kind of reached the point where it's there forever now. It's like you know sometimes songs you kind of think well they're annoying for a while and then they go away, but that song is never going away now. And at some point yeah. it'll be rediscovered by another generation and it will stay around for even longer.
1: Oh, I hope not. Like when when I think of songs from like my mum's generation, mm. like and I, and I love it. I hope in twenty years like kids aren't playing um that i can't remember is it called tonight it's gonna be a good night i don't even know i
0: don't know and has it got a feel? i got a feeling
1: or oh i got a feeling if, I, if i've got a feeling is like played in 20 years at like of like a 2000s night mm. in the 90s night and oh that's that's just depressing
0: yeah
1: it's the sort of thing like
0: i associate it with like i'm sure it's probably happened a couple of times like being in a cab too pissed and like really just trying to hold it together until you get home so you have to make them pull over and they've always it's always when they've got really loud music on and like it's that kind of song and you're like oh just stop spinning let me fucking get home and they're like tonight's gonna be a good night and you're like fuck
1: off fuck off black eyed peas it's very like slug and lettuce music (laughs) yeah it, it reminds me of when I was hanging about with people that I didn't know they wasn't the right people I should be hanging about with. Like before I found like my friends and like found the interests that I liked, and I just used to go to a slug and lettuce and then stand around like around a load of dickhead lads being like, Ooh, and then that's in the background. Yeah. So, oh, what yeah.
0: Because for, for a song that's like, Meant to be about all the good times. It's very easy to imagine it over a montage of like people being sick and fighting and, and girls crying yeah. in the background. Like you could really use it of like all the shit things of a night out. It fits perfectly for those, you know, because it's just been everywhere and you've seen all those yeah. things happen whilst it's been playing.
1: Yeah, it'd be like, tonight's going to be a good night and then it's just a video of a girl taking out a hoop earrings and putting her hair in a bun because she's going to kick a guy's head in. That's why. <laughs>
0: very very enduring image i like it i think someone should do a re-edit of it of of, you know make a video with all those sort (laughs) of
1: things happening then i'd quite enjoy it i think
0: I'd probably still have to mute it a little way in though but you know
1: that would be actual torture to me like instead of like if i got captured by someone i don't know like isis i don't know why they what they do with me i've got no information but if they was trying to like get information out of me instead of like chopping limbs off or whatever they just need to play that song Mm. and i'll give them i'll I'll give up my grandma for that i'll give them every bit of information (laughs) i know that i'll one out, just so I don't have to listen to that whole song.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I think, yeah. I, I just think it's something because it's got that little intro that just tells you it's coming, tells you the onslaught is coming. Yeah. You know, so every time you just hear it, like Jason's put it on on the other side of the island, and you just have that little, those few bars, and you're like, oh
1: fuck, you know. Just like like um, was it the jazz things like dun dun dun
0: okay fair enough now um finally the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals which animal is it and why
1: snakes
0: snakes yes
1: i'm terrified of them Mm. absolutely petrified
0: well i like i i don't mind snakes but i also recognize how weird and scary
1: they are you know they don't look like they're from this planet like Mm. they just no sense when they move. I just like seeing a snake move is the worst. Like, oh, it just sends shivers down my spine.
0: Yeah, I saw one once in the wild, and I always thought when I was young, I used to be really fascinated by them, and I always thought it'd be nice to see them. But like, it was on this path in front of me, and it looks like because they have to move like in such a long, kind of windy motion. You're like, you can't get out the way properly because you're like, I have no fucking idea which way you're going. They don't go in a straight line. And then suddenly I was like really scared of it because I was like, I have even if it comes towards me and I try and jump over it, I'm probably going to end up landing on it because it's, yeah. it's like, you can't see what's going on. How big was it? I think it was about four foot. It was quite, I mean, it was... Oh,
1: that. That's just horrendous.
0: It's just, and it was fast, you know, and you just think, I, like... And like, what are the rules? Can you climb trees? Can you go in the water? Like, how do I escape
1: this thing? Yeah, they can climb trees, and some of them can swim. There's yeah. no way. Oh, if they if they want you, they'll just get you. Yeah. When I was uh, I went on holiday with a friend years ago, and um, like in the, do you know like in the hotel when they have like shows in the bar thing? Mm. One night they had a reptile man. And I said, fuck that, I'm going to go to the outside bar and drink on my own for an hour and a bit while you watch the show. So they was all watching the show and I was drinking at the outside bar, which was actually quite good because they did slush machines. So I was having vodka slushes, which Mm. was refreshing. Um, And My friend came out and was like, oh, the show's done, come back in. So then when I went back in, I sat down. But then the lights went back off and the man came back on stage. And Uh, what happened is the guy had gone, is anyone here scared of snakes? And my friend goes, I've got a friend called Josh who's outside. He's terrified. So they made a plan to pretend that the show was done. No. I came back in thinking, oh, the show's done, the reptile man's packing up. And then because of peer pressure, got brought on stage and he put a snake on my shoulders. And oh, was- man. In like crying, like it was, it was the most embarrassing moment of my life. I was like really crying and then like screaming as well in front of loads of Spanish people who were absolutely pissing themselves. I've done comedy for a couple of years. I've never seen an audience laugh like that. Like they were <sighs> holding the stomachs laughing while I was just like sh- screaming, like actually. Uh- terrified and then he he made me stop screaming because he was like you're gonna scare the snake so then I just went dead silent but I was just like tears were just running down my face it was oh my
0: god (laughs) (laughs) wow wow I mean I'm surprised you didn't put your friend who chose you to go on stage with the snake put him on the island I mean that's that's cruel
1: yeah and it was awful it was quite do you know what though like I'm glad he did it Mm. like now I'm like, I've I've had a snake on my shoulder, so I don't feel as scared of them.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't help. I mean, that's so cruel. I mean, because you know, there's that thing of like aversion therapy, and like, oh, you know, if you sort of face your fears, then and I, I think <laughs> maybe sometimes that works in like a very controlled environment over time. But the idea that you're suddenly just go all oh, these things are fuck, fight- you know. Like, I hate maggots, but yeah. if I sat in a bath of maggots, I'm not going to feel better about them. It's no. like that's too much too quickly, you know.
1: And as well, I was quite drunk because I was drinking, waiting for them. I was drinking on my own mm. at a place that do- does vodka slushes. And I'm <laughs> a child who loves slushes. So, vodka slushes, you and it was all inclusive. So, I was just getting. Yeah flattered on my own so by the time i went in there i was already a bit of a mess like the whole situation was just not right but yeah oh
0: i feel for you on that that's i mean i, I like snakes and that still just seems like a horrible environment to be it, in and
1: disgusting
0: yeah and you're never going to know where they are on the island they could just sort of they're hard to see uh, you know it's not like a big bear or something you're like there's the fucking bear let's run you know
1: yeah and they don't really make like they're not loud no, no. So they really can just be sneaker. And no. as well, like each different, like there's so many different types of snake that they all can kill you in different ways.
0: Yeah, and none of them are nice and that quick, are they? I mean, like some no. of them will kill you
1: very quickly, but a lot of them will just bite you and you'll die very slowly in a, in a really and, horrible way. And they're going to know that we're there because every five seconds, Jason will be shouting, Jason De <laughs>
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense uh well josh i think you've you've done really well in picking a horrendous bunch of people and things for your your desert island and your your arguments were very sound so uh so well done mate now um where can people hear and see more from you at the minute
1: well not much really um because um doing the odd gig but i don't know everything might get closed down again um, mm. but um i'm on the twitter and instagram and stuff and then I have a podcast called Dead Drama, where it's just me bitching about history because about <laughs> uh, like dead people in history. So it's a gossip program, but about historical figures. Nice one. Um, yeah, that's called Dead Drama. But apart from that, nothing really. Just trying to gig. Well,
0: I'm sure on the strength of your performance today, everyone will be searching you out. So hopefully, that's that's <laughs> something that can come of this situation, but. Josh, thank you very much for joining us today, mate. Thanks
1: for having me. No worries. Pleasure. See you later. Bye.